Hello, I'm Srinivas Anakindi, and welcome to Second Opinion, where we break down the latest trends in pharma and healthcare. This week, we're going to explore the field of digital health, an area which many say will be the cornerstone of pharma innovation in the coming decade. The more we see of the industry's approach to digital health, the more we see a need to understand the nuance of the field, to understand where a scalpel is needed versus a sledgehammer. And as always, it starts with the patient. We're on hand to give you a helpful guide to the stats and facts around the industry's increased investment in digital health, as well as a whistle-stop tour of how to navigate the approvals landscape for digital health projects that seek to break the mold. One last thing, we're excited to announce that Penn, in collaboration with Boehringer Ingelheim France, has been nominated as a finalist for the PMEA 2022 Excellence in Organizational Transformation Award. We're very proud of our colleagues at BI, as well as the work we support them with, and you can find all the information on the award on our website or our LinkedIn. As always, any articles or papers that we reference will be linked in the email and website versions of Second Opinion, so do have a look. The buzz around digital health has increased exponentially, as it is approached from ever more angles. In digital care coordination apps by healthcare, in digital care services by pharma, and even in digital diagnostics by smartphone companies. But there are consequences to this. The true purpose of digital health can get lost in the noise, which raises questions along the way. Is digital health now about Fitbits and Apple Watches? Is it about digital delivery of outpatient services, such as cognitive behavioral therapy? Or perhaps it's broader than that, a spectrum of solutions and services which can uplift the total value delivered to healthcare and patients. What we do know is that the perceived importance of digital is high. And as this perceived importance and willingness to invest rises, it is vital to nail down the definitions involved as they are key to developing a cohesive strategy. Instead of focusing on any rigid definition, let's look at what you're actually trying to achieve and the key steps to building a digital health strategy that is both ambitious and tangible. Let's start with the healthcare and patient perspective and think about how digital health can actually help transform care. Now, at Second Opinion, we love to talk about decentralized care, as well as our vision for a healthcare system that can operate closer to patients at lower costs using high-tech solutions for care delivery. In a documentary we produced last year, we ran through a hypothetical scenario of how this could play out for a real patient suffering very real challenges, looking at what it would be like with decentralized clinics with point-of-care testing and remote services. But I'm getting ahead of myself. That vision is a grandiose one, and we shouldn't be starting by looking at big solutions to big problems, as these require massive changes to infrastructure, ecosystems, and in some cases, legislation. Instead, we have to remember that digital health interventions do not need to be massive. They simply have to solve a key problem. And this applies tenfold when thinking from the pharma perspective. Turn your mind from nationwide access to point of care testing and instead be inspired by exemplars and simplicity, examples which prioritize outcomes over bells and whistles. So looking then from the pharma perspective, what does digital health unlock for you? From pharma's perspective, this is a simple proposition in my opinion. Digital health is the first step in expanding the value chain, evolving the level of influence pharma can have on improving health outcomes for patients. 
through services and solutions which support patients before and beyond the point of treatment, Pharma can deliver value to patients through more than just medication. It improves the outcomes upon which our revenue streams increasingly depend. Digital health therefore allows us to reduce our reliance on patients' and physicians' behaviours, instead leveraging digital interventions to deliver consistency in top-quality outcomes. It is a tool to help others help themselves, and that is a role that pharma should increasingly be playing in this ecosystem, not least because of the value it has to offer us. And finally, from our perspective, I want to speak about the death of the phrase MVP. Now, with the goal of this style of intervention, where do you start to invest? We will often talk about starting small versus big, but how do you move steadily while still delivering impacts large enough to justify investment? First of all, the concept of minimum viable product has to be reassessed. It was a successful theory in the early days of solution development, the idea that to build something big, you must first start small. But this belied a critical misunderstanding. The first step in building a car is not about building a smaller car. It's about building something that gets people from A to B. Similarly, when looking at the implementation of digital health, we should be considering how you can focus on how you can deliver on your physicians and patients' needs first. Only then should you start thinking about the end product which can achieve this. In short, don't start with a cognitive behavioral therapy app, but instead think about how you can make CBT more accessible to your patients. Having looked at the do's and don'ts of implementing something like this, what's going on in the industry then? What are the consumer trends for digital healthcare? Digital health is becoming increasingly important to pharma companies, with rising expectations from customers who have been, so far, navigating a fragmented landscape. Given the complexity of this landscape then, it is important to consider what it takes for a pharma company to stay ahead of the curve. Firstly and foremostly, expectations of healthcare are soaring. This is not a new trend, but it's pertinent to reintroduce in this conversation. Today's business environment is one in which connectivity, personalization, and digitization are driving elevated consumer expectations across all industries. In a report that surveyed 6,000 individuals worldwide on their expectations of the healthcare industry, 83% said that their experience with the company is as important as its products. But almost half surveyed believe that the life science industry is more focused on their own needs than on patient needs. There is an ample gap between the experience customers desire and increasingly expect versus what they believe the industry is capable of and willing to deliver. Meanwhile, the fragmented digital solutions available in pharma are in direct conflict with consumers' expectations for a seamless connected experience. For example, being able to quickly access a comprehensive health record and have preferences known across multiple touchpoints. 82% of those surveyed said that they would happily switch providers as a result of a bad experience, which demonstrates that consumers are willing to find alternative sources of care. Secondly, let's think about the personal touch. It's no big surprise that in the digital healthcare world, consumers value a personal touch. Physicians and care teams have been forging close relationships with patients for years, and in the same vein, consumers continue to value clarity and personalization. They expect communication from providers to be proactive, for example, calling or texting before an appointment, 
and tailored specifically to their needs. However, from the same report as before, just half of consumers say that communications sent from providers are relevant to them, and only 20% of the communications are completely understood. To understand what you need to say, you first need to understand who you're saying it to. And as an expansion of that, healthcare must fit around the customer. Consumers remain eager and excited by the promise of on-demand quality healthcare solutions that can expand access. Many are interested in solutions that can fit around busy schedules, such as walk-in clinics that don't require an appointment or in-home visits. While email, phone, and in-person visits remain the typical engagement channels, there are a number of emerging digital channels that younger consumers value. While these channels may differ among generations, half of all consumers now expect to find, quote, whatever they need from a company in three clicks or less, thanks to the rapid evolution of technology. And finally, the looming trust crisis for pharma. It is hard to think when this has not been a key item of discussion in meeting rooms and boardrooms for pharma companies. However, as we move towards more personalized and tailored solutions, it becomes ever more important to address and understand. In the healthcare industry, personal data is involved by necessity, which means trust is fundamental to building positive experiences and outcomes. Tellingly, only 13% of people surveyed in a 2021 report said that they completely trust pharmaceutical companies, which scored lower than providers, payers, and medical device companies. Around half of consumers also show concerns about the future of privacy and healthcare as technology evolves. However, most surveyed consumers remain somewhat willing to share health data that improves outcomes for themselves and others, assuming it is secure and transparently used. With the need for trust rapidly increasing, companies should build on this by following up more frequently with patients while providing relevant, easy-to-understand communications. If your interest in digital health has now peaked, you may be thinking, how exactly do I get an innovative digital health solution to market? And if so, you're not the only one. A recent survey found that 25% of developers didn't know whether their digital health products should be regulated. And of those who knew, 75% reported not being sure on the optimal regulatory pathway. To bring some clarity to this murky world of digital health approvals and regulations is a big ask. There is a lot to consider, and it is a field that by necessity requires detail. However, we've pulled together a couple of considerations that digital health innovators-to-be should bear in mind. These should form the building blocks of your approach to really seeking to understand how to do this who you should be speaking to, and how to demonstrate value, and in turn, guarantee success. First of these is to know your market. The speed at which regulatory pathways for digital health solutions are evolving differ drastically across different markets. For example, Germany, Sweden, and the United Kingdom are relatively mature markets, but with different levels of maturity when it comes to securing reimbursement for those same solutions. Meanwhile, there is a lack of well-defined regulatory pathways in the likes of Italy and Spain. At the same time, some countries such as Germany have multiple solution-dependent reimbursement pathways that need to be considered. To help navigate your way through this intricate web of pathways and differing regulations, check out the website version of Second Opinion where we've pulled together a couple of handy tools from regulators, pharma companies, and agencies alike. Finally, know your stakeholders. 
As comprehensive regulatory frameworks are unlikely to be established anytime soon, it is important to target specific stakeholders who have more to gain from your product to increase your chances of approval and funding. For example, if you look at a remote counseling solution that reduces the number of GP visits made by patients, allowing for visits to be reduced with the same level of funding for GPs, GPs are going to be as important contributors to the conversation as payers. Recognizing this, you then need to build your engagement strategies accordingly to make sure you have the right people advocating for and representing your solutions. All of this and more is critical to pulling together a view of digital health that is both strategic and tactical. Understanding better where you want to go and how you need to get there, while also acknowledging the details and nuances that make up such a complex pathway. All in all, digital health is a new frontier in pharmaceutical innovation. And this is an opportunity to take the first step into the next generation of pharma companies by considering how you can leverage these latest technologies, approaches, and regulations to bring new types of value to your organization, physicians, and patients. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Srinivas Anakindi with Second Opinion. Have a good day.